Welcome to the Fansmanship.com podcast, coming to you from San Luis Obispo, California. Where you stand? Welcome to the fansmanship.com going on break edition of the podcast. It's Owen Main here with Chris Sylvester. Chris, what's good? Well, uh, we have been in, in lockdown mode for a couple of hours now, and uh, traffic seems just about the same um, <laughs> here, in, here in Sloat County. Um, you know, Owen, it's not as much of a lockdown as, as uh, we, we all thought it might be. In what way? You you were kind of picturing that you wouldn't that you couldn't go out at all. Like, I was thinking like in. stores and gas stations and you know others like very like I was thinking like restaurants. I mean we're yeah. we're all like going crazy stocking up on stuff because we were anticipating restaurants and fast food places to be closed. Right, right, right. right. I mean, or, I or 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 were we just being financially smart, knowing that hey, we might not be making as much money during this time and. It'd just be better to go buy $200 worth of groceries instead of going out to eat every night or getting to go food or getting delivery food. That's legit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of people panicked when they heard the shelter in place, but it's really I mean, if you need food, you can go to the store. You could even get uh, delivery or takeout. It's all good. Like, you know, food wise, you can you should be able to find, you know, food to eat um, toilet paper wise, hopefully. People are chilling out on that now a little bit, man. <laughs> Holy cow! I got like we got like probably a week and a half before we're gonna be in DefCon Five. You with know, with the Charmin. I, I have um, I have a, I have a friend that for the last two Christmases, uh, has gotten me a thirty pack of toilet paper. And you know, I tra- <laughs> I travel a lot. I'm not always you know at my home base, so I didn't even get through the first you know thing of thirty. And here I get another one for Christmas. I'm thinking, man, like, you know, if if this becomes an every every year type of thing, like I'm going to have too much toilet paper. But now, I mean, now it's like that's the thing I don't need to get when I go out and shop. So I have about 60 rolls. Maybe yeah. I'm putting a target on my back here a little bit. by, by Dude, don't rolls. talk people that they're going to come get you. Yeah, well, they can't find me. I mean, if the government can't find me, I don't think they could find me. But you know, give, <laughs> give it a shot. Seriously. I'd love man, it. I'd the man will never find me. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, my when I was growing up, my dad used to say he used to say you could always tell how rich another kid was because he, he didn't grow up so well off. He said he said he would always go to his friend's houses and he would open their sock drawers and he would be able to tell how rich they were by how many pairs of socks they had. That was how he could tell because he had one or two pairs of socks that he would wear and he talks about putting oatmeal boxes in the bottom of his shoes and all kinds of interesting things. Um, you know, so, so when you're talking about, you know, nowadays during the, during the, the, the COVID-19, you know, break that we're taking here, we could be talking about, you know, how, how rich somebody is by, by how many rolls of toilet paper they can afford to do whatever tricks with. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen people use toilet paper. One of the interesting things in the sports world is a lot of the soccer players, are doing a uh, like a challenge to see if they can do 10, 10 you know touches dribbling it above the ground uh, toilet paper roll as if it were a soccer ball huh. um, and they're doing like uh, you know stopping on their chest on their neck whatever um, there's been some 
men's and women's soccer players from Cal Poly who I've seen that on social media. So, yeah, I, I, I guess they're they're showing off their their wealth of uh, of toilet paper. There you go. Toilet tissue, call it what you want. Um, so today in the news, uh, three members of the Sixers. I don't know if they're players or. <clears throat> Yeah, um, you know, staff, personnel, coaches. Mm-hmm. Three of them tested positive. Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics tested positive. Um, you know, I mean, what's it gonna? I don't know. You know, every day we get some more, some more news. Every day we we get some more news. And I know you're trying to overcome, you know, your what's gotten to you already there on on your end. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think you saw a couple Lakers as well who tested positive. Um, that was in the news today too. Um, my question is, where are they getting these tests? I mean, uh-huh. I, we're not trying to get super, you know, whatever on this podcast. We're not trying to be super serious, but on a serious note, like my, do- I, I had a phone call. I was supposed to have a doctor's appointment yesterday. It was like my regular, like yearly checkup. Um, I got like you know my cholesterol numbers back, which are predictably not stellar um i got my 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 sugar though is good apparently somehow how i mean i I see you going after like a a giant sized like double chocolate chip cookie like just about every event that i see you at i'm telling you i don't know how it is but it is it's it's uh he said my sugar number's good um but i have like uh you know not great cholesterol blah 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 and i said you know i said so you know i got this little cough and he's like yeah you know if it gets worse you can call me um, but he, he told me about a patient that he had, um, who seemed to fit all the descriptors of somebody who needed to get tested. He said he sent her in and, and they wouldn't test her. And it sounds like it's, you know, they have, they have 50 tests in the County or something like that they're able to use. So they have to be like super sparing with these tests. And it's been, it's been weeks since the U S has started freaking out now, you know, it's been a week and a half probably. Um, and it's been, you know, two months Three, two and a half months since, you know, the world should have been freaking out and we still don't have tests like, you know, South Korea and the U.S. I think had had tests or had their first case confirmed at the, you know, on the same day in January. And South Korea has already basically gone through testing and uh, social distancing and they're on the other side of it. And we're just we're just getting started. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, as somebody who, have, who has asthma and allergies. I think on a daily basis, I wonder if this is going to be the day that I come down with it. I've been uh, I've been taking my temperature a bunch of times. Maybe people are going to say I'm freaking out, but I am in one of those um, high risk groups or whatever because of that. Owen, Owen uh, the the governor of California, uh, a gentleman by the name of Gavin Newsom, okay, said today that he expects at this rate, at the rate we're going, he expects half of Californians to get the virus yep. by the end of May. Now, I, I, I believe that. What are your honest thoughts, Owen? Honest thoughts. What are your honest thoughts on taking some sort of, I don't know, like a, like a, like an RV or a motorhome to West Virginia where there is still only one known case? I mean, gas is cheap right now. Listen, Chris, there's one known case in West Virginia. To me, there are it's 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 not it's ubiquitous, man. This thing is not this thing is not based on how many known cases there are because nobody can test. I don't even know why we talk about known cases or tested cases like 
like we should just assume everybody has it at this point and everybody's going to, you know, and, and I don't know. Anyway, I, I yeah, don't want to get, I, I don't want to get too negative. You know, I just, I, I just, no, uh, I, and I like, I commend you for, for thinking that way. And I, I think that way too, quite honestly, but there, there comes a point in time where it's been, it's been a full week now. It was a week ago that, you know, all the conference tournaments and all the sports got canceled. Everything got canceled and suspended, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, you get to the point where it's like, okay, like, you, you ever, I, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been on, on like, a hamburger helper type diet or, like, a oh, yeah. ramen noodles. Like, it's like, it, you know what this feels like to a degree? unless you're able to distract yourself and, and this isn't far off what, what your normal life is. This is, this is like another world for me. I don't know about you, but like, yeah, it, it is, it's to the point now where it's like, it's like, I, I, I'm going to stay inside, but like I have this itch to just drive this, this, you know what, across, across, across the world. If I could, I mean, it's, it's just, it's like I've I've had the same food. It not not actually. I mean, I've been able to actually probably learn how to cook more during this time, and yeah, and, you know, have more homemade stuff that I I never knew that I could have. But mm-hmm. that being said, it's like it, it starting to go a little starting to go a little crazy over here. And it's yeah. like I mean, I, I can't be the only one. I know I'm far from the only one. Um, yeah, I feel I feel your need your your urge to like go somewhere where people aren't. I was actually driving today and I, um, you know, there's a lot of good mountain biking trails in San Luis Obispo, even in the city. Um, there's a really good one that goes above Costco and I was driving over to, um, not to pick anything, to drop something off actually at a coworker's house today. And, um, and I looked up at, at the hills up there and I thought to myself, you know, like, I wonder what it would be like if I was totally like a, like an off the grid guy and I got a backpack and a tent and three weeks worth of food, uh-huh. you know, that I could take up there. And what if I could just go up there and just like hang out, read a book, like whatever. Like if I was an off the grid guy, I was thinking to myself, that that kind of sounds that kind of sounds like if you had those skills, that would be great. And, you know, not I think fewer and fewer people in, in your generation, especially have those kinds of skills, even fewer than in my generation. And, um, you know, in terms of camping and, you know, kind of that kind of general people in my generation are, are out celebrating their spring break right now, bro. Like, yeah. So like you saw those videos from Miami that were really disheartening. Oh my goodness. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a house down the street and I, and I guess it's, it's great. There's a house. I think there's about six college students live in this, like, I think it's a four bedroom house down the street and they're still all there. Um, and they've been there, but they go out every night. I was just looking at them. They play like a little roundabout soccer game, and then they they're going out for a bike ride now. It looks like one of them. So you know, there's exercise happening, and I would encourage people. You know, and I'm not I'm not the expert on anything, but we've talked about trying to be. <laughs> I I thought you were gonna correct yourself and be like, hey, I'm not lurking that much. This is just something I noticed out of the corner of my eye. No, I mean they're 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 like where I sit on this couch here. They're like right down the street there, and. Uh, and they're they're noisy at times. I don't think I've called the cops on them, but yet, but I think my neighbors definitely have. Um, so you know, you got to get exercise and you got to get outside. And I would recommend doing that. Like that's the that's the thing I think that um, this week has calmed me down the most. And when I start getting stressed out, and I do get stressed out about everything that's happening. I got two little kids at home. You know, we're my wife and I are trying to work. Thank God, my mother-in-law is able to help with the 
watching the kids and doing some, you know, school stuff with them during the day. She's a former principal and teacher. And so, um, you know, those kids are getting a pretty good education just hanging out um, as a six and a four year old uh, now. Is my So, so you know, if we're going to talk about I, I kind of wanted to talk about one thing, and that's that my son's fourth birthday was yesterday. And so as like a dad and, a, and, a, and parents, you know, you want to like have a blowout for your kid when they're when they're like three, four, five, six years old, like stuff is real. Like Christmas morning is amazing. Birthdays are like, you know, you just can't beat it. There's just crazy energy. There's crazy, like no matter what they get, they're stoked. Like they're just happy to be around people. They're happy to have a party. They're happy to have cake, whatever, whatever. So um, last night was a little more subdued. We had actually a plan uh, for a party this Sunday. And obviously that's not happening. <laughs> um, you know, we had I think, probably. I think when we when we did the when we did the first episode of yeah. going on break, I saw your kid's invitation. By the way, happy belated birthday to yeah. Uh, just just a, an out. I mean, future. You could tell he's gonna he's gonna make it some, somewhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, quite honestly, um, I, I was like, is that is that still gonna happen? I saw the invitation on the fridge, and. Uh, at that point, you were like, well, I mean, we, we didn't know that we'd be here. That was less than a week ago. I mean, it was like a year ago. But that it was, was last Friday and, this, and today's Thursday, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a year ago, but it was also six days ago. It was also like six days ago. And <laughs> that's where we are now. Owen, I'm really excited uh, to, to chat with somebody that's going to have a, a different perspective, obviously. We've we've kind of gone through the the sports world a little bit here, and obviously that's our that's our that's our expertise. But we have expertise outside of that. We've we've had on a, a broadcaster whose life and job was affected by this. We've had a head coach whose life and job has been affected by this. We've had a, a college basketball player that probably would have been playing in March Madness either today or tomorrow. Yeah, this week right like now, this, yep. um, which is crazy, but. Yep. Um, it's a good buddy of yours. He's one of the, the better well-known photographers, um, here in California, especially the Southland. And he had the opportunity last week during the big West women's basketball tournament that started earlier in the week. And they were able to get a couple of days of that in, but they, they went no spectators. They're kind of, they're kind of ahead of everybody in, in, in that totally. I mean, totally. Big West said no spectators. And then you had the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and other conferences with spectators. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they're kind of ahead of their time. And then obviously a couple of days later, everything uh, kind of fell through. But uh, he was there. Um, he was going to be there at the Honda Center, which if you're not familiar with it in Anaheim, it is an NHL arena. It has served as an NBA arena. It has served as a March Madness Sweet 16 arena. It is a big, big venue down there. I, I want to say 18 to 20,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, seats and those were going to be completely empty not to say that, that even if there were spectators that you know it wasn't going to be yeah it's, it's never it's never full for the big west tournament but they you know for the for the semifinals and finals you know they they get you know three five thousand people at least and if irvine's in the final sometimes you know it'll, it'll get a little bit more than that even yeah so we're uh we're excited to to talk to him his name is matt brown and uh i mean his world yeah, Matt, yeah 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 so matt's like uh you know he's had a ton of sports illustrated covers over his career he's a photographer that's been doing it um you know uh for you know probably probably longer than you've been alive um he's uh you know he's really 
a guy who I look up to in the photography world and somebody who um, is really, you know, somebody who I who I try to talk to as much as I can about photography and just the world in general. So um, he's going to have hopefully some some interesting thoughts about uh, the NCAA tournament. I'm sure he will um, about the Big West tournament. And um, I'll let him tell his story about what he was doing in the Honda Center. He was getting set up for um, the first round matchup. Um, the, the, the 1230 game there at the Honda center for the big West tournament. Um, I think it was going to be the, the, the two seven game, I feel like, um, that was, that was going to be played. So, um, he was, he was getting himself set up. He was getting his equipment set up. Um, he's somebody who gets there early. So, um, you know, he might've been the first one at the Honda center that morning or one of the first ones along with the TV crew getting things set up as well. So, um, I'm excited to hear his thoughts and kind of how it all went down for him and um and and he's seen a lot he's shot super bowls he's shot world series he's been the uh, team photographer for a major league baseball team um, so he there's, there's not a lot of sports and all the stuff and i'm excited to hear kind of where this ranks in terms of the perspective on, on nobody knows going on break podcast edition of the fansmanship.com podcast and we'll be back in a minute with mr matt brown So Matt Brown's here, and uh, and Matt. So you know, when when I when I texted you last night, I think I told you, but I'll kind of reset. Chris and I are calling this the Going on Break edition of my podcast, and and the idea <laughs> is there's a lot of people who uh, like it or not are are going on break right now. Um, you know, huddled in their house doing whatever they're doing. Um, tons of people in the sports world, whether it's coaches, broadcasters, players, photographers. Um, yeah. And it's other people who depend on on sports for their for their livelihood. And uh, so we're just trying to get a kind of a wide swath of what people are are doing, how they're feeling. And um, as I was talking to Chris, you know, we were watching the Big West tournament last week. We both were uh, at the pyramid. We were watching the women's right. tournament. Uh, Chris's roommate actually was calling the games for Cal Poly um, okay. as they were there. And so, you know, as as we were. Uh, as we were, were were watching these games on TV, there's nobody in the stands, and I, <laughs> yeah. I kind of wanted to get, you know, my my first question is, you know, uh, we're, we're always taught to never shoot empty stands, but um, but I don't think there was a choice in some cases if you're if you're shooting up. There's there and 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 I guess my question is, you know, can you kind of take me through the. Uh, I guess the, 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 the couple games, the setup for that, kind of what the mindset of everybody is there, the, the tone around the arena, um, right. it had kind of weird, right? I mean, you, you've, you've been taking photos for a long, long time. You've shot just about everything that you can shoot out in the world. Um, but it had to be kind of a weird experience being in that building, I would imagine. It was. So this would have been, or I guess it was, because I did shoot the Big West tournament two <laughs> days ago. This yep. was my 26th Big West tournament. So I've shot it when it was at the Long Beach Arena. 
at the Forum up in Nevada, Reno. Um, and so now they split it now. So the women, they rotate it, and it was at Long Beach. Obviously, leading up to it, people were worried about the virus. So they made the decision they were going to have it spectator free. That's the first time I've ever shot anything spectator free. Um, I think it was the 2003 or four. It was uh, SARS in China. So they moved the Women's World Cup to LA. So that became an event. So this I knew, okay, if it's going to be empty, that becomes the bigger story. It's not the basketball game. So I did not shoot uh, or put up any remotes for those two games. I just wanted to make it now document the game um, from the standpoint of historical reference, not of win or loss, but uh, there's nobody here. I counted at one point between coaches, players. I would call spectators because the administrative staff, trainers, all that stuff, we had under 100 people. That's the weirdest thing possible. You could not tell when someone made a good shot or missed or something because there was no reaction, no, no noise outside of squeaky shoes and balls and a couple of girls squeaking. So um, I, have been, I had been a team photographer at Long Beach State since 96 till 2008. So I knew the pyramid very well. I knew immediately I was going to get my first shot at the tip-off at the top of the lighting towers. Uh, so I climbed up there and made Now, for people who don't know the lighting towers, you're talking about there's there's two that are opposite each other, right? There's Is four. that right? Four, so okay. Would, you need two in the corners. Yeah, what would be corners of a pyramid? Yeah, and, yeah, right. <laughs> um, I know, it's kind of, pyramids have a corner. Uh, so I'm, I am 200 easy feet off the ground. Um, the shot that I took was with a 14 to 24 at around 20. So I can show all of the empty seats, all of the scoreboard, because that's important, who's playing. And there's two or three people in the stands, and they're just administrators sitting around. So that became the biggest picture. So I took pictures of each coach screaming and hollering with no one behind them. Girls cheering with nobody behind them. Um, the officials talking. Again, nobody behind them. Just trying to create all these stuff. Um, pyramid, its floor, is uh, the baselines are black. So I use those to reflect, to show twice as much emptiness. I just milked it for everything I've ever known to show the void of sports that yeah. was happening. Because... If you blindfolded me and put me in the arena, I would have thought there must have been some kind of scrimmage going on because you heard nothing. There was this absolute silence. No bands, no cheerleaders. All the things you normally get at a sporting event were gone. It was Crazy. really odd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's never, what, never been what, a part of anything like that. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I, I, I was going to – I think I'm – curious to know because you know I, I wasn't i was in close contact with with some people who were down there uh, on wednesday i think it was of last week at the walter pyramid before the the men's tournament started the next day and you know wednesday night we were hearing from from big west officials that 
well, we don't see why why the tournament wouldn't go on tomorrow. What 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 changed, and and what did you maybe hear from from some folks uh, involved with the Big West from Wednesday night to Thursday morning that that led to the cancellation? I I wouldn't have bet Thursday was going to be canceled because once the NBA and the Denver Nuggets player tested positive, I said to my wife when I came home, I said. I don't think we're going to play Thursday, but I got to prepare myself that we are. And I think between Wednesday night, they all get together. And I heard they were talking all through the night. That was the change. Once the NBA stepped in it, everybody wanted to safe and get away. Because now you get lawyers involved, right? If that kind of stuff. Um, You know, if a player gets sick, someone's dad's a big high profile lawyer that's not what you need lawyers always change everything that's done i know it's like weird to say how can a lawyer get involved in a basketball game absolutely you know a lawyer is in every meeting nowadays with every business discussing what do we say what do we do um so we left we left the women's game wednesday believing there was going to be a game thursday yeah I walked into that arena at eight o'clock, and there were people. There were the teams that get their allotment of thirty minutes practicing. Long Beach State was practicing. Everybody had come through, and everybody assumed we were having a game. Um, Fifteen minutes into UC Irvine's practice session, uh, the coach walked over, grabbed the ladder. Chris had said something to him from the Big West, and I said, "What's going on?" He goes. We're the Big West champs. I said, what? He goes, yeah. They just called it regular season teams are winners. And I immediately grabbed my camera and just started taking pictures of them because they started cutting down the nets. I took their team photo on the floor. Technically, they repeat as champions. And again, it got even more weird because they thought, okay, well, we won. We'll probably be playing today. In the big in the NCAA tournament, so those kids left thinking they were Big West champs going into the NCAA tournament. Like these dominoes kept getting weirder and weirder every day. That's crazy. That's crazy. And and um, you said you got there at eight. So you said you didn't set up any remotes at the I did at the pyramid, but but it looked like you did at the at the Honda Center, right? Right. Because as you know, the women you're going to have four games. Right. The women's games are split in the first two days of two games. So I got men, which I assume from all day, from 12 to 11 o'clock at night. My so favorite day up, of the year, to be honest, Matt, whenever I've shot it or covered it in whatever way, like that first day at the Honda Center, I've, I think I've been there three times. And it's it's like it's exhausting. But yes. like it's but the games are always really are most of the time really good. There's so much emotion. It's, you know, boom, boom, and then there's a little break, and then two more games. It's it's my favorite day of covering sports of the year because of how I feel about basketball and because right. of just the, the atmosphere around it is so final and so intense, and there's four of these games in a row. So sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, so, no, but you're, you're so. absolutely right. That the, the, the two women's games, I take nothing away from them, but I feel like those are kind of warm-ups for me because – not all the seeds play the way they've got it presented for the women. You don't see one and two until Friday. So right. you get the scrappiness in those two days. But 
for the men's first day, it's do or die. Everybody's there. Yep. So you could see eight pull off an upset, which I have. You can see, uh, you know, the which are typically really good, like six and eight or three six and, and three, whoever. Right. Yeah, yeah. You get these great battles. You get coaches rivalries, teams that don't like each other, players that are buddies. And so I set up an overhead remote, a glass remote, and a rail remote for that day. Got it. And and that overhead remote, I think, is the picture that essentially same as the same same kind of idea as the pyramid picture. The overhead remote of the Honda Center is the one that the Big West you know, used and that I've seen a, once or twice out there where it's just, you know, a big, a big wide angle picture, right? Of that uh, is actually, that is actually me in the catwalk. Oh, okay. So you walked up there with a wide angle. So yeah, I knew again, like I needed to get a picture of it historically. So that's just me up there. I took it. My overhead is actually a 500 millimeter hanging right, okay. straight down below the basket. That makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I can picture that. So you wanted yeah. to get that kind of that kind of close up, that kind of close up image. You've you've shot so many things, like you said, the Big West tournament itself for over, you know, 20, 25 years, you know, Super Bowls, lots of really cool events and things. Where does this rank in terms of weirdness? What can you compare it to in your career in terms of weird goings on that you that 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 the the thing shifted from the focus shifted from the game that you were supposed to be taking to the spectacle or the context of the event that was going on out there. That was something I was trying to, I, I don't know if there's anything you can compare it to, but here we are. Right. Um, I, it's the weirdest 48 hours I've been involved in sports wise because of not, I did not, I was not on an emotional roller coaster. I felt it for the kids, right? Like, Cal State Fullerton is one of my clients, so I work with them. I know all the players. I know, like, the UCI uh, women's coach. I knew her since high school. Uh, Jason at Northridge, I've known him since he was at UCLA and then went to Irvine. So I know a lot of these people for a very long time. Sure. So watching their roller coaster was interesting. Um, I think this is where a photojournalism background kicks in. Like, if you're a pure like sports shooter, I don't think you would have made the same photos because you have to look at it now historically. It's not about right. basketball. It's about a moment in time. So it's like when the earthquake happened up in uh, San Francisco, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. all those photographers now are not sports photographers. They're photojournalists. So that's what it became for me is a photojournalist moment. You know, it's like, Atlanta bombing and during the Olympics in 96, you don't worry about track and field. You've got to start covering it as a news event. And that's what I started doing for the Big West. And they were a little weird by it because, you know, you they have this like, they don't want to be ashamed of it, but they didn't want to like over promote it. And I said, you have to embrace this. Like this is history. If I would have told you this two months ago, you would have laughed at me as a movie script. Like, they're not canceling, you know, the NCAA tournament. No way over the flu, but they did. So it's a it's a news event, and it's probably the most interesting sporting news event I've been involved in. I mean, I've done Laker riots after celebrating. I mean, I did the riots. Uh, I've been at things where craziness has happened. 
Sure. I was thinking like weird factor, like total weird factor, total like, like you're not going to see stuff like this. I mean, maybe when we come back, there'll be if and, you know, whenever that happens, you know, we're we're talking about empty stadiums again. But but this is the this is the ground zero of it. Essentially, the Big West was the first one to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, if when, when things come back, I got it for hockey for me. Or bas- NBA basketball, I don't shoot that anymore. Right. Um, so I don't know if they're going to bring spectators back. For me, I really don't care because LeBron's still going to get paid, and Okalich and all these guys, everybody gets paid. For me, my heart breaks for the seniors, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the juniors in baseball, the guys at track and field that just had their season started, and now they're on this weird branch do i come back can i nothing has really been official official everybody's kind of saying oh we'll give you eligibility but does that mean i get it as a scholarship and if you do who's paying that because i know like there's a lot of universities they can't afford more scholarships right the max scholarship is a reach for them anyway that you know having 13 guys or whatever it is or, you know, 11.7 on a baseball team or whatever it is, you know, it's like at some point, uh, at some point it's kind of wild. We actually talked with a, a 50 year senior on USC's team. He was a grad transfer from Columbia. So he's, he's never, he's played in the Ivy league tournament the last three, you know, three out of the last four years, but you know, USC was going to make the dance this year. (laughs) He was going to get his shot. He's from Royal Grande up here in Slow County. And, uh, and he was going to get his shot and, uh, and it's, he's done. Yeah, that's right. his career. He was in Vegas getting ready to play, and um, and that's that. <laughs> um, so you know, it's just there's there's so many effects of effects here when it comes down to like people. I mean, if you're talking looking at the Olympics, I mean, the Olympics, if it happens, I don't, you know, I just don't think it will probably right at this point. So so the way they've canceled everything else, so so I mean, you have athletes who've literally worked their whole lives for to to peak at this moment, and it's not going to be there. And even if they do it a year later it's going to be different. And, sure. and totally you have different. baseball, you have baseball players. I mean, you know, I'm sure you're, you know, at down at Fullerton, there's, there's, I'm, you know, always three, four, five juniors who are going to get drafted at some point and, and thinking about being gone. They got two years there. So long guys, same at Poly. Like there's, right. there's guys who, who, uh, who are either juniors or, or, or seniors who are, who are out. And, and absolutely it, 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 it breaks, <laughs> it breaks your heart to think about it and to think, about the time that those guys put in for that, to your point, not not for you know professional money or anything, right. Chris. I mean, there's there's always Matt. a guy. There's always going to be a guy who's a first round pick. We know who right. that guy's going to be. But what about the guy who was having a great junior year? He's a month into it, and his chance of being a 24th round pick and going to a fifth round pick that's all of a sudden a huge difference. Not huge. Within, not just money. But just in like the status of the organization, mm-hmm. and it's it's sad they're dominoes and and are pawns, and they can you could just say a twenty six guy I could just dump, but yeah. organizations say well he's a fifth round pick let's put some more effort into him give him this give him that, um, yeah I know I know at Fullerton uh, softball team is is losing seven seniors. But they're bringing in they're bringing in twelve because I guess some people are leaving and going. If those seven seniors stay, those twelve come in. Who's 
picking up those seven scholarships. The athletic department, so at Cal State Fullerton, it's probably $7,000 a year in scholarship. But for, for, that, that's just for the the, the going base, to school right? part of it. Right. right. Plus, plus room and board, you're probably doubling or triple, you know, doubling that. Now, what if you're talking Stanford? Right. What's that scholarship? 70000 Like, you start deciding, like, this is a lot of money for schools. Like, I know Stanford can pay for it. I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, Stanford can right. afford it. You know, Stanford's got 70000 in the seat cushions. Fullerton or CSUN or, or, you know. Riverside or yeah. Montana, yeah, Utah, State, you know, Field, Valley right. Christian. Like, you name it. Right. Not everybody can start poning up an additional 40 scholarships. Right. Right. It's a it's going to be a, a wild time to kind of uh, look. Chris, did you I think you had a question? Well, Matt, I just I just wanted to know, I know you've been covering Cal State Fullerton and that prestigious program for for a number of years now. Has it hit you yet that you're not going to be shooting any college baseball this year or, or do you expect that moment to come, you know, say April, May when when, you know, Big West play would be underway? OK, so uh, it has hit me. And I hate to say this because I, I don't want any uh, uh, track or softball kids to hear this podcast and get upset. But to me, that's the best. Like going into May is the best time of the year for me. Like uh, you, I just get like an excitement. Things are going to happen. And there were certain guys this year I wanted to shoot. And I love shooting it. And uh, I've been driving into work every day thinking, man, I won't be doing any of that again until next February. Like, it's brutal to think about it. And I'm trying not to be selfish about it because, again, it goes back to the kids. But from a standpoint of, of what I love to do, it's heartbreaking. Like, we did uh, portraits at Cal State Fullerton. I did them for softball and for baseball. And we did those in the first week of January. And I told them, you know, everybody always wants to do like certain girls. The girls always want to do like these cute poses, this and that. And I said, no, we're not doing anything cute. Nobody's smiling. We're not doing any cliche crap. I said, I'm sick and tired of winning a championship and then going up to UCLA and getting our teeth kicked in. And I said, last year, we didn't even get beat by UCLA. We got beat by Wright State or Weber State or some crap state. And I said, so this year we're bear hunting. No smiles. We're just going to look pissed and angry. And they all loved it. Same thing with the guys. I said, nobody's smiling. I said, you guys are the first team to make me miss the playoffs. And I'm not happy about it. So I gave them all grief. Like I got into people's faces if they weren't doing me certain things. And so all of that I gave to them in January, and it goes to waste because of the flu. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. This thing's this thing's so so wild how how things are moving. And um, and I saw some of your softball pictures uh, that you've been posting lately, and baseball ones too on Instagram. Yeah, because like, what else? What else are we doing with them? And 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 you can just feel you can feel the uh, you can feel the the energy there for sure. Matt, you're a creative guy. You're, you know, you do creative stuff all day long, and then you go do creative stuff with, uh, you know, with games and sports and everything else. Um, obviously, you know, you have like a like a nine to five creative job that you do. 
Um, but like, how are you trying to keep yourself creative? Are you working from home now? Like, and do you have any, I guess, uh, tips or, or, or thoughts or advice for people who are trying to be creative, who aren't, <laughs> who, who aren't able to leave their houses now, except to go to the grocery store and maybe get takeout. Right. That's, that's the status so, here. Yeah. <laughs> and slow, slow counties on, we're on as of five o'clock today. We're on, uh, what's it called, Chris? What's the what's the term for it? It's like uh, shelter in place. There you go. Oh, <laughs> shelter yeah. in place. So Good so Lord. we're 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 sheltering. Um, you know. So so what what kind of thoughts do you have? Or we're 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 trying to find positive things. So you know, right. I know I said this at the beginning. We're we're really trying to be like um, you know, lean into the time that we have to get better at things. Right. Um, I, I pulled out my saxophone today for the first time in five years um, and played some saxophone for my kids. Like, um, you know, not very well. And my wife, you know, she was like a drum major in high school. So she was playing her flute. It was it was really funny. Um, but, you know, like like was what, high school band at your house today. <laughs> it was. And my daughter's like banging the piano like she knows what she's doing. And it's just like just chaos. My son's crying because she won't let him play. It's it was amazing. Um, Chris, but... did you jump in on this at all and get into <laughs> instruments or some spoons? Chris isn't allowed over here right now. Come on. <laughs> from his house, he can play something. Yeah. He was he was at uh, he was here last Friday and we were and we were talking to each other like, you know, are we going to do these in person? Are we going to do these online? And it's like, well, if you're going to get like pulled over driving to my house, then it's not worth it, you know? <laughs> Um, well, well. Oh, first of all, Owen won't let me come over. He's 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 convinced that everybody has this thing, including me, and I'm gonna ruin his family. So I, I'm not gonna do that to him. So we're 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 social distancing. You're a good man, Chris. Good man. Uh, okay, so, so so for me, okay, I work at Incipio as a photographer, and we have a corporate office in Irvine, but my studio is separate from this giant complex it's separate from it i have like a six thousand square foot studio so on friday when everybody was leaving they said uh what are you gonna do and i said why well, i can't take anything home i can't take a studio home so i'm coming into work every day and working out of the studio so i still have stuff to do sure so i'm you know i'm still i shot product finish it up for one of our clients um, I'm building walls for a big modeling shoot that we have in a month. So I constantly have stuff. And then we have a partnership with Samsung. So I've had the S20 for about two months now, the phone. Nice. So I'm shooting content for them for this campaign. Uh, so today when I was done, I went to the beach for five hours and shot on with the, with the phone and had waiters on. I was waiting in the water, shooting all these photos. So I'm constantly, I'm fortunate I constantly have something. Tomorrow yeah. I'm going to the mountains to shoot something. Uh, the next day I'm going to Joshua Tree. So I'm lucky because I'm not like you guys sheltered in place, you know, which I still think is silly. <laughs> but if that's what your sheriff says, so then that's fine. But what advice I would have is something that, a lot of people don't do enough of. So if you're, a, if you're a creative person, if you paint or if you play the saxophone or, if, you know, Chris plays, the, you know, the spoons, whatever. <laughs> practice. Practice whatever your craft is. So if you wanted to become a better food photographer, practice shooting. Now's the time. In your house. Yeah, yeah, you have no excuse. 
If you wanted to shoot macro stuff, get out into your yard, do it. You wanted to work on portraits, you want to work on, you know, your graphic arts, like spend some time practicing and don't, I think what starts eating at you is when you're playing games or sitting there watching YouTube or how many Netflix can you absorb? Like try to make your little space as big as possible and do something in it. And then the other thing is, and I think this is like the best for people's psyche, is try to get so much energy out as you can, like exercise. Like I would have, I know, oh, like you're stuck at home with the kids. I would have a quote unquote PE time. Oh, like, yeah. Right? Like after lunch, yeah. it's like recess. Everybody goes outside, yep. play yeah. hole or badminton or. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday it was a 45 minute walk with my daughter while my son took a nap. And I'm, I'm thankful I have a mother in law that lives pretty close. So, and who's a, who's a high who's a former principal. Um, and teacher. So she's been coming over and, and I'll walk out of my, my office where I'm working from home and they'll be doing jumping jacks in the, in the living room. It's fantastic. And I'm, right. I'm always jealous. So I've been trying to walk the dog. I think sunlight's a big deal right now. Cause people are, you know, they think about being locked in your house, right. but got to also get some sunlight. And, uh, and to your point about practicing, I'll just turn my computer here. I, I was doing some wine bottle shots today. There so you go. I, uh, yeah, I, I tried to try to my, I, my, my friend who, who has a wine label is, uh, he brought some bottles over like perfectly on Friday last week because God, I needed something to do. So right. um, here so we tell are. Me this, for you guys, when they're saying sheltered in place, how far can you can you go for a walk around the block? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's exercise. It, it's, that's find. encouraged. Like yeah, like I went on a I went on a hike today for like two hours. So we've got some of the best hikes up here on the Central Coast. Where, oh God, you do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And and so. So walking the dogs encouraged, I think mountain bike riding even like, you know, I yeah. think people are able to get out. It's more like, um, don't just go to the beach with a bunch of people. Right. Don't just like, and just like hang out close to people and share, you know, water bottles. Don't like, um, you know, don't go out at night to clubs. Don't sit in restaurants. Sure. Um, you know, don't congregate downtown, you know, all the, all the shops, you know, if it's a clothing shop, it's closed. If it's a, whatever it's closed. Right. Um, but you can still get takeout and they can still deliver to you. And the grocery stores, of course, are open too. gas stations, I think, are open. So shelter in place means like don't be a dumbass, I think, is right. is the most part. And like, I think, um, you know, we, we'd all like to think that we uh, that we cannot be a dumbass on our own. But <laughs> um, but then again, you see those videos from Miami this past week and Clearwater and um, even the beaches in L.A. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, like people are still doing stuff. So like together and in close proximity. So, um, at some point, yeah, that, here we are. Um, but, but then again, you know, there's only, and, and, and Owen, Owen won't even let me come over to do a podcast. Stop it. Oh, geez, Owen, come on. <laughs> I don't want to share a mic with you. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> in the best of times. Um, so, so <laughs> I, mean, no, I, think, I think like Chris going on that walk and you moving is good because I think people need to get that energy out so they can get a good night's sleep so they're sleeping well. Because I know every, I'm sure people are going to bed with their heads spinning about what if, and oh my gosh, this could get worse. This is only the beginning. And if you're tired, that helps your mind go to sleep, right? The last thing you want to do is be spending, you know, having a really thin sleep and you're just constantly tossing and turning. Totally. And you get that energy out during your normal day. And when you figure out when you're sheltered in place, 
You're not doing, you're not burning that much. You're not moving that much. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes, you know, people talk about the most creativity coming from constraints. So we're trying to kind of lean into that again, you know, like when you constrain yourself at an event to a particular like fixed lens, for example, as a photographer, right? right. And like, I'm going to shoot this game with a 50 millimeter and I'm going to get awesome stuff with it. And it makes your brain act differently. I'm trying to kind of use that, <laughs> honestly, that like that thought yes. process to what we're doing here and, um, and to, just kind of my, my regular job too. And, and I think there's opportunity in all things like this. So, you know, to, to come out of it better and, you know, to, to stay safe at the same time. Um, what, what, what do you think this whole thing means? I mean, obviously, um, this whole shutdown, what, you know, what's it going to mean to you and other people who, and I mean, me, I, I, you know, I have, a, I have a day job that I do, but you know, there right. was some, there, there's some income I'm missing by this not happening. And for some people it's their entire, you know, livelihood who's shooting you know, people who are shooting sports, you know, full time. And you've been there. Um, right. what, what, what does a shutdown like this mean to the industry and, um, you know, both in the short and, and maybe long-term too, I think, you know, I, I think there are some things that we don't know that are going to be different <laughs> when we come back. Right. I, I don't want this to sound cold or callous, but I think this is good for the industry because I think photographers need to learn not to be a buck knife and they need to be a Swiss army knife. You should not ever be relying on just sports as your base income because 10 years ago, they allowed a lot of photographers on the baseline of an NBA game LeBron James goes flopping in to photographers in the finals and they start removing photographers off the baseline and now they have to shoot from up top. Like sports can take away positions from you and, and not allow this and not allow that. You should never be sitting there going, yeah, I'm going to make all my money from shooting major league baseball because you need to be able to shoot portraits, weddings, food, be well-rounded and shoot other stuff and not just rely on that. And so I think there's a lot of weekend warriors that might get out of this that are cutting into real professionals. Um, I think there's some uh, stock agencies, sports stock agencies that maybe should get out of the business because of this, because they don't pay enough. They undercut prices. Um, but I think that's also the fault of the photographer for taking that uh, deal. So, I mean, I, I think this always, with everything, there will be some bright stuff out of this. Um, it's just going to suck now for a lot of people. But they've got to learn. You cannot rely on, on just one avenue. You're foolish. Right. 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 Um, we've been on, on, in the kind of the same vein um, we, we have like one question we've been asking everybody so far. So I'm going to ask you and, yeah. and the, the segment's called when we come back. So the, the concept is that somebody's going to pitch something drastically different or make some kind of wild prediction for the sports world for when we come back. So like when we come back, we're all going to use that wacky NBA scoring system, or we're all going to do, you know, something, what, is there something that when we come back, um, you think is going to be like substantively different in some way about either the sport itself, the way people interact with the sport. I always thought like maybe they could, once they get, you know, the actual athletes under control, maybe they still don't want to have fans. So like, let's lean in and make like a studio that they're playing in and let's like have cameras all over the place. 
let's like make it a really immersive experience because if they're not going to have fans there anyway, let's mic everybody up the entire time. Let's like, you know, let's like lean into that. That's that's kind of like the thing that I would love to see from just a, you know, just a, you know, get everybody in there kind of experience on TV that nobody would, you know, what to do with, I don't think on some level, but, but what's a, right. what's a, what's, what's a, when we come back thing that from, for, for you maybe, and, and I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I didn't give you a heads up about this, no, time, no. but, I, but think, I think it's, a, I think it's an interesting thing with, with the concept of leaning into, you know, kind right. of what's, cause it's going to be, it's going to continue to be weird one way or another in the sports world. Um, so when things start getting back to normal, Right. Um, what's what's something you think we could take advantage of to make to make I better think, or different? I think from that, the NBA is more willing to take risks. Like they've changed their basketball, they've done things with you know advertising on uniforms, and they've done stuff. So if anything, they're probably the first one to try some kind of circus. Let's play only three quarters, which is not quarters; it's periods or however they want to do it. They'll do something stupid like that because <laughs> they 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 are very flexible like that. Baseball will not, and they should, but they won't. Baseball is rigid, and they don't make change, and they don't even look how like college baseball makes change. They're just old <laughs> and stale. So I think they're they're, they're making the least. The NFL has won't even this won't even bother them. Everybody's right. worried about. Who's getting drafted in Tom Brady, right? Like the, everything else about the NFL. That's funny. The NFL has not been affected in this in any way. You would still think they were yeah, playing right. on Sunday. Yeah. The biggest one in this, and everybody keeps nitpicking at a little bit, it's the Olympics. Because it's that four-year cycle for summer. I think it still happens because, like I said earlier, lawyers are going to get involved. I don't see NBC eating a billion dollars. They're going to want some kind of Olympics. Maybe it's not in July. Maybe it's in September. I don't know when tsunami season is for Japan, but there's no way the NBC is going to eat that kind of money. So I think that I think that happens. I do think when people come back or, or when people are let back into arenas and everybody comes back with sports because sports drives everything. You go into a bar, sports are on. You go into a restaurant now, sports are on. Everybody's got sports. I think people will be a little more kinder to each other. I think that's maybe that's just me being a parent and hoping that happens. But I think when you take something away like that, because like what during September 11th, I don't think we had sports for – 10 days or something yeah like a week or 10 days yeah yeah yeah, right. something like that and i remember shooting those games coming back and you had baseball and football and everybody's waving flags and patriotic and and dare i say raider fans and charger fans were hugging each other like it was <laughs> for one game but it did happen i was there but i think when we do come back from this because it's going to go on for quite some time that i think people will be a little more Happier. I think Red Sox fans and Yankee fans might high five each other, or you know, I mean, I think the world, the world in sports, will be a little kinder from the fans' point of view. Maybe awesome. I don't know. No, Maybe no I mean, I think I, I think that's absolutely something that could happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I think in stuff like this, we start to. I know I've done this. Like I have checked on people in the neighborhood that I know 
like a single mom, an older woman, you know, she's, you know, 80, you know, you do that kind of stuff now just to make sure like you need anything, you need this, you need that. If you need anything, let me know. Um, I hope more people do that. And I hope when sports comes back, it's not always just about Raiders, Chargers or Yankees and Red Sox or Colts. And it's, Hey, good to see you. Glad we're at a game together. Yeah, and and let's enjoy this. Let's let's look outside. Let's look at all these people around. I mean, I, I'm realizing how much of an extrovert I am too, Matt. Because you know, extroverts get energy from other people. Right. And when I'm just sitting in my office all day, I'm like, man, I need to, I need to like go to a <laughs> place where there's a thousand people. Like that's right. that's my that's my and it's it's. I think I've probably developed that somewhat too, being at you know, you know, 50 to 80 events a year over it. And not that there's that many people at Cal Poly games, but there's, you know, a couple of 2,500, 3,000 people at a basketball game or, you know, a couple thousand people at a baseball game or maybe six or eight, you know, at a football game. We got, you know, we got new coaches. We're like, we're like hyped and ready to go with all this stuff. And of course, uh, of course, you shot our, uh, our our head coach, John Smith, while he was down at Fullerton as an assistant. Right. Um, and, and we're excited where he's going. We had him on a couple a couple nights ago and uh, we got Bo Baldwin, who's come in as the, as the football coach. So. You know, we're excited Ooh. up here for sure. And uh, Okay, Chris. Uh, Chris, Owen, tell me about this. Because I don't have this problem at Fullerton. We lost it in 91. Yeah. Spring football. Has this affected you guys yet? Like, right? Uh, I, I, I think all spring football across the country. You know, there were some schools that were able to get it in. Some schools had it in, like, February. Just okay. because of how their quarter semester systems work. But uh, as far as we know, uh, no spring football. I, I wouldn't think. And that hurts a lot of teams like, especially, especially teams that are changing changing offenses and have a new brand new coach yeah a quarterback or a this or that because i know at um at usc only because it's everybody was talking about it there was a kid i forgot what school i think some some catholic school graduated early and then enrolled at sc so he can go into spring and now he now he doesn't get that so i'm just thinking like you left you're in high school. You're not going to do this, this, and this, and this. So Problem, you go to yeah. spring early, and you don't get it. You know, I've been to I've been to Alabama spring football games where there's 75,000 people in the stands. Like, it's a huge ordeal. And so, yeah, I I don't have spring football, but I'm sure that that's going to hurt. And I know you guys got a new coach. I'm sure. Uh, is there talk about a new offense? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's. Yeah, I think I think offense is changing. I think, you know, a lot of things are going to be different. I got to get I, I was excited, actually, Matt, from a photography perspective, because because I have I've. Um, how do you put it? Like, you know, there there's a rhythm to every team, right, right. that you shoot. And there's a yep. rhythm to a triple option offense that the that the photos here or here or here. And right. and if it's going to be a pass, it's going to be a deep one. And I have time to to reach down, grab my camera, focus on the guy and take a picture of him. Cause he's a little closer to me if I'm, if I'm down the field. And I was thinking about this the other day and I was kind of prepping myself because what, what, you know, what, what I was planning on seeing in spring football was a lot more of kind of the, you know, the jumping catches that you're trying to get some of the, you know, cooler athletic shots that, you know, right. I, I got sometimes, but you know, we, we, when you got 10 opportunities, it's different than when you get 40. And so, right. um, so I'm, you know, I was thinking through all of that. I was, you know, I was poised to shoot probably two, three spring football practices, 
the spring game, I think, is on my birthday or was scheduled for my birthday on May 2nd. So I was like, I was kind of like getting hyped about spring football and and getting everybody set in terms of photos that they needed for moving forward of the coaching staff of, you know, any new players of, you know, any anything that was going on, you know, new movements, everything else to make it look updated. And um, and I think that's all just gone by the wayside. And, you know, I think if 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 we're able to have fall practice, you know, I'll, I'll be. I'll be hopefully making up for lost time there, but, but absolutely that's a, that's a huge hit. And, um, and I would imagine that guys are doing things individually and I guess you can be a film nerd, but there's only so much you can do without actually getting out there and, and going through those things. And if we're not allowed to be outside under any, you know, in any number of group of people in public, then, uh, then what does that do it? Uh, you know, you, you can't even go out with your wide receiver theoretically. Now, will guys do it? I'm certain guys will meet up and, Play oh, sure. There was a, there was a, I was telling Chris, there's, you know, some college kids that live down the street here that I, you know, I could see their house from where I was sitting and they were out, you know, kicking a soccer ball around. There's like six of them in the house. So they were, you know, out kicking around the soccer ball, just trying to get outside in the evening. That's what they've been doing. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I also kind of was trying to think about it in relation to the uh, strike, uh, the, the, excuse me, the lockout in the NBA in the late nineties and how some guys came back yeah. like super, um, super uh in shape still and ready to go and professional and other guys had a harder time keeping themselves how you know in in shape and everything else i I picture like sean kemp and some other guys who came back and they weren't they weren't the same and so like ruined his career absolutely it did yeah absolutely it did so you look so you go and you say like okay like what what college teams are going to come back and be you know in shape are there going to be guys who we expected to be a certain way who aren't or is this like a, a way for a team who you didn't think was very good, but all of them are disciplined? They stayed together. They they did something, you know, they, they were able to get together somehow and kind of make it work and get their work in either individually or, you know, in smaller groups or something. And 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 is that something that they use as leverage to to, you know, exceed their competition or whatever? I think it's going to be a really interesting um, time to to be looking at that both in college and in the pros, I think. Would both of you have gone to spring practices at all just to either see, talk to coaches? Yeah. Yeah. Chris? 100%. Chris, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I don't, maybe, Chris, I don't know. It's like for you, would it have been like a build a rapport, see what's happening, get an understanding of the offense, and see it now and so it makes a little more sense for you in September? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't spend much time up here during the summer anyway, so for for me, it, it would have been a lot more beneficial to go out to spring ball. I, I don't know, you know, with with the baseball season, if if it would have allowed me to get out to too many practices, but right. I think it I think it was definitely something I was looking forward to. Right? I mean, the spring game, just seeing how the offense was different, seeing you know the quarterback is going to be a quarterback battle and other positions too. So. Um, it's, you know, the more and more you think about it, the more and more we're missing out on, but, um, hopefully, uh, hopefully the real football season doesn't get too affected by this. Right. And Chris yeah. is lucky cause he gets to do a coach's show too. So he gets to, he gets to build some of that rapport on the air with guys, you know, just kind of on like a random Tuesday night right. from a bar too. See, yeah. but that's great for Chris. Now for you, Owen, cause you got a new guy, right. you want that rapport. You want that face to face interaction. So if you're in a huddle, you're invisible. If you want to go into halftime, you're invisible. Uh-huh. You want to hang out on a Tuesday in a coach's meeting. You're not like, uh-huh. who's this guy? Uh-huh. And I had built that last, like, 
up to last year. Like that was something I really focused on the last 18 months was being able to get in like the locker room pregame, being able to get like some of that access stuff that that comes with just being there early and being there all the time and building those rapport, that rapport. And, and I've talked to Coach Baldwin once or twice. I was out of town on business when he, you know, on the day that he got announced. And then I was out of town again on signing day. So it was one of those things that like, um, you know, that spring practice was going to be big for me for sure. Right. Face to face. It matters making that a relationship, building that rapport. It does. And, and Chris and I have been talking about too, you know, and, and, and I know, you know, you're a big proponent of this, but you know, from a broadcasting perspective, from a photography or whatever you do, you know, if you're at home and you're using this time and you're on break, you know, to be able to go and get feedback from people, to 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 try to connect with people, um, to try to, you know, hey, you know, if you've made connections, you know, here and there, you know, everybody in the industry and especially in his industry now, you know, it's like the broad, sports broadcasting is at a standstill, right? So um, we <laughs> and and you know, I. You know, every, everybody kind of, you know, so there's various thoughts about, you know, spending time on a portfolio, but I legitimately haven't had one online. So, like, this is prime time for me to spend the time I would have been spending, you know, putting, you know, actually finally doing that and actually getting, you know, some photos up and, and getting feedback on that stuff. And, and I think, again, you know, it's that concept of just, you know, trying to trying to make the most out of it uh, as best you can and trying to take a positive out of it if you can. And, and and that's kind of, it's honestly what we're trying to do with the podcast too, is like, you know, hey, how are people spending their time now? <laughs> what are people right. doing? I mean, you have, and, and you know, for, for both of us, there's probably a level of like, hey, I have, I guess I have like more nights to spend with my kids. That's cool. Like, I guess I have, you know, extra nights to have dinner with my family. That's cool. Um, yeah, it sucks that I can't shoot at Baggett Stadium or at Goodwin or wherever, but like, hey, like I can, I can lean into this and I can be home and I can tuck my kids in and then I can like, you know, work on a portfolio and I can just kind of hang out and, and still try to be creative in some way. I don't know. No, that's the, that's your only option. So you have to embrace it. You can't just like throw your arms up in the air and fight it. This is the way it's going to be for a while. And I don't know what a while means. I don't know if a while is two weeks or 60 days or 120 days, whatever, but you got to just, roll with it you can't fight it and scream and just you got to make the best of it and be very very proactive in trying to make yourself better who else is kind of putting you on a paid vacation if you say or kind of like a work hiatus like right right do something don't don't piss about it and get angry do something absolutely do something love it love it really good advice matt um hey Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. I just, that's, it's, uh, it's really cool to get the inside. And, um, and as somebody who was down there, you know, I'm watching Cal Poly steamroll through those first two games in the women's tournament going, man, our, you know, we're, we're going, they, you know, they were, they were playing inspired basketball, their best hoops of the year, to be honest. And, uh, and, you know, with two players that are stars like they have, I was, I was really excited. I, I was looking for you down there. I saw you, I saw I, I mean, there were a couple of photographers that I've met. Was was Varley there? I, you know, I think yeah. there were a couple of people down there. That was, was his like, oh. last. So this is what yeah, we tell, tell the story. Tell the story. Yeah. So, okay. If you don't know, Scott Varley's been working in the South Bay area, the Breeze and, and Outlook and everything for 30 years, and um, he got laid off like about the, two years ago, and then 
Like a year and a half later, he got the job back. Nine months ago, he applied for a county job that was morphed into an LAPD, which is under county. So he's the he's one of six, I think, LA County photographers for the police. And his last game was supposed to be the Laker game the next night. And obviously that got canceled. So his last event was the Big West Tournament. And at least I was there. I made some pictures of him. But uh, it was weird watching him. He showed up the first night only to cover it because nobody was in the stands. Next night, he covers it because Irvine's in it and uh, everybody else. And then that was it. He was done just like that. His his journalism career ended and he became a you know county employee to photograph police events. I mean, was, good for good for him on the move and also like. Man, what a what a weird way to end to end a thirty year career, right? I mean, oh, I think weird weird's the word I'm using. I don't know whatever what other word to use right now except just bizarre. weird. <laughs> bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was thinking like he's like, hey, you know, after the Laker game, we're all going to go out and have some beers and some fun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try to stop by. And then by like half between game one and two of that Wednesday night, he's like, I told him, I'm like, the NBA canceled the season. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, there's no Laker game tomorrow. He's like, oh, are you telling me this is my last event? I'm like, yep, <laughs> Big West women's basketball. <laughs> hey, gotta go out with a with a bang, and uh, you know, it, like you said, it was a it was an unprecedented event, and uh, and Scott's a great guy. I I love Scott Varley, so, so yeah. Okay, so I, I believe Cal Poly like women's basketball had a legit shot. I haven't seen a team play okay the eighth seed my eighth seed. if you blindfolded people you would have been like is that the first or second seed they whatever they did they were doing right fate had them firing on all cylinders they steamrolled everybody their post players were unbelievable their guards were hitting every shot and playing tough defense like they controlled both of their games hands down hands down they yeah they were was it Long Beach, I think, the first night? Yeah. Long Beach and Irvine, they made them look silly. Both yeah. those teams. And and that's a young team, and it's a team that had, like, probably five players on crutches on the sidelines all year, including a girl who was, like, a Michigan State transfer who was supposed to be really good and, and played last year and was, like, their top scorer. And, yeah. um, and yeah. man, they just uh, – they, they, looked, they looked like a team who finally found – you know, like you, you say, like, that person found their voice if they're a writer or they found mm-hmm. their – whatever, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it for a photographer. They found their, their, their look or their, you know, their themselves. And that team just found themselves. And I know coach Duperon and coach Faith and coach Santiago and, and all of them had, had, uh, had things rolling. That, that really is kind of, you know, a really family kind of program there. And so they kind of just kept to it and uh, managed that eight seed. And I think they would have given Davis hell on Friday night if they, if they oh, would have got yeah. a chance there. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so they would have. The Davis coaches were in the stands and they were all scratching their head, like, who the hell is this? <laughs> like, we, we haven't seen this team all year long. Yeah. 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 It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, you know, like again, all these, all these unfortunate impacts. And, you know, if it's, if it's for the greater good and for public health, then, you know, we kind of all have to just swallow it. But, uh, but it doesn't have to be a, a, a tasty pill to swallow. And, uh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you say that, and so, okay, as I referred to earlier, the Irvine team 
right? They went out, they took their, they cut down everything. Yeah, well, yeah. The team that was supposed to come onto the court next was UC uh-huh. Davis. <laughs> they were in the locker room and they got the news in the locker room getting ready to come out. So they asked the people in the arena, hey, can we at least come out onto the court and see this arena? Because they had some freshmen that never had been in an arena like that. So they brought them out. And there were kids openly sobbing because this was it. Like That's it. They had a shot. And here's – this is like – I don't know. If I'm writing my movie script now. What if those kids never get back? What yeah. if someone blows out a tendon? What if Davis just sucks for the next three years and they never make it back into the tournament? Like In the Big West, that will absolutely be a story for at least one of those kids on one of the seven teams that are, you know, yeah, absolutely. That'll that'll right. be the case. You know, not even a senior, but there will be kids who who never get that opportunity again who would have been who would have been key contributors even. Right. Now, Irvine men got their chance on the court to cut down the ribbons because they were right. Granted, but yeah, the women at Davis didn't. They never got True. that chance. True story. They, didn't they never even got their... to play a postseason game. Yeah, right. Nope. So they didn't get nets cut down. They didn't get their picture taken. Like all the little things that were just taken away. They it were just... just at the hotel somewhere and they just got on their bus and went home, I guess. Right. right? I mean, Wednesday night. What if you're a parent from Hawaii flying in? The band's flying, right? And whoever's flying. Oh, everybody's there. I mean, everybody's already there by by Wednesday night, right? If you're a parent, because your game's Presumably. not, you know, whatever, right? You're coming yeah. in, and all of a sudden you yeah. find out, turn around. That what do you do? Yeah. That's a kick in the shins. Well, or or if you're a play, I mean, Cal Poly's got a got an outfielder from Hawaii on their baseball team who's having a good year so far, and uh, you know, he's I, I'm sure he's gotten on a plane and. Gone back to Hawaii. It's like, you know, what do I do? You know, they were telling people at first, stay in town, stay in town, because we were one of the later places to get any any confirmed cases. And, you know, at some point, Cal Poly kind of changed their tune and said, you know, uh, go ahead and go home because um, spring quarter is going to be all online. So, right. you know, from from my other job, you know, the online learning thing is going to be fascinating to see how and how and whether certain educational organizations are able to kind of move that stuff to thank God for technology, I guess. Right. Like um, right. if this was 1998, we'd be, we'd all be out of luck oh, <laughs> on some level. I, or, or, I know, yeah. I know talking to the people at Cal State Fullerton, they're finding out real quick how many professors uh, do not know how to operate the computer. They don't have their stuff online. They don't know how to answer email. They, percent. I mean, yeah. just, and, and I'm not talking like a few, they were saying like 75% <laughs> of these, and they didn't, and they, and they don't want to learn, and they don't care, and they, all of a sudden they're just like throwing their hands up in the air, putting their heels on the ground and yelling, I'm tenured, go to hell. Like, they just <laughs> didn't care. It's like, that's oh, wild. Yeah, that's nice. So they that's were literally cool. spending this week trying to teach professors so then they can continue teaching. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, my my daughter's teacher got two days, got Monday and Tuesday, and on Wednesday we got homework packets and things to do in our in her email um, on on Wednesday. You know, on Wednesday they gave them. They're like, we're Friday was the last day at school. We're you know we're we're not having school anymore, but your teacher will get in touch with you by Wednesday was the idea, and and so here we are. Um, 
you know, it's it's uh, it's quite a little world we're living in right now, and uh, it's unlikely we're going back to school either. So, you know, if you're a high school senior right now, I guess if you enrolled at USC, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter because none of that stuff's happening anyway. Right. If you're just right. getting some college classes out of the way, I don't know. Your it's senior hard. year, like, you know, know. You know, like they cancel all the ceremonies. Yeah. Like graduations, um, proms. Like you spend your night, whole baseball. year, yeah. all your life, you keep saying, wait till my senior year. It's going to be great. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Now you don't get any of that. Your Royal Grande basketball team up here was in the state championship um, for basketball. And uh, they were the final two and they were going to go to Sacramento and they were on Scott Van Pelt, I think, last night. So. Yeah, there's just so many, so many interesting things to, uh, to kind of facets to this, and we're just trying to kind of talk through it and, and make the best of it here. So, um, and and you're somebody who came up in my mind as one of the first people I wanted to get on, and um, and I really just taking the time, you know, really appreciate it. I know Chris, to, I'll I'll talk for Chris too, since he's <laughs> muted. Maybe maybe he uh, maybe maybe he went for another hike. I don't know. Hey, no, I'm 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 here in I'm here in quarantine. I'm locked in on this conversation. I'm I'm just listening to a couple of the best photographers in the business on the left coast. Go at it. One of the yeah, best no, one, one of the best ones and then and then some jackass in San Luis Obispo actually. Um but <laughs> but uh but yeah, uh you know, Matt, I uh, as always and, and you know this, I appreciate our conversations and I appreciate you um being able to to come on and chat. I I just can't imagine a weirder a weirder scenario and i was like who was in that building who you know i saw your picture of being set up you said you were all set up with your remotes already because that's part yeah. of the deal right you got to get there and get there early yeah. to set your stuff up right everything was set ready to go tested all ready to fire um and they just pulled the rug right out from underneath me it's what time did you get home that night well no that day that day so like i shot irvine shot some stuff of david's Got some photos out historically for the Big West, and then took down my remotes, and then I went around and shot stuff for myself. I got this empty arena, so it's weird. You know, there's a basketball I shot it by itself in the arena. Um, right. Irvine had cut the nets down, but they left the little pieces in the rim. So, like, I shot those, and the ladder by itself on the court, they just left it, you know, because normally you're somebody's going to take it. They just left it. <laughs> So, like, it's just wild. these weird little things I shot for about 45 minutes. And then I just called my wife and said, hey, um, I'm going to be home for lunch. So he called the uh, tournament. Crazy. That's it. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, That's hey, I, I appreciate being on, guys. I'm glad you guys are doing this. You give something to uh, for people to listen to while they're sequestered or – you know, going on their hikes or playing spoons or their saxophones or Chris, you got to get better at those spoons, man. You can join our band at least um, on <laughs> Skype or something. Uh, well, you know, I'm working on some other stuff that I can't really talk about publicly, but uh, forks. sure, working on some forks. Building Chris, some forks. just go across his yard and play from the, the other the neighbor's house and just <laughs> real loud. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, Matt, thanks again, man. And uh, yeah, huge. You know, I, I really appreciate your time and uh, and hopefully we'll talk soon. Stay safe. Have you a good too, time. Guys. Have a good time in the mountains and uh, in the desert. I, you know, I'm, I'm always jealous when I see the places you go to. Oh, where can people find you? They can find your social media stuff. Is it Five Browns Crew? Uh, yeah. So on Instagram, it's Five Brown Crew. Um, you know, um, number five. Yep. The number five, because there's five of us in the, in the, in the crew. 
Um, and then, you know, you know, Facebook, I post stuff there as well. Matt Brown. Awesome. But, um, yeah. Hope I see you guys in September for some football. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and, uh, you know, Spano stadium, you know, we were hoping that it would be packed, but, uh, you never know. Maybe they just make everybody sit six seats apart and, and wave their pom-poms. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see what no happens. No waving. No waving. Just keeping everything low. Don't want to <laughs> spread any germs or anything. No gesticulation, like right? No, yeah. no. Everybody just very stern, straight, face forward. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Thank, thanks again, Matt. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Be safe. Talk to you soon. Take care. Right. Thanks, Matt. No problem. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to the Fansmanship Podcast. For more podcasts and more in-depth sports discussion, go to fansmanship.com. i